you want your life to continue close to normal, get your jab. For vaccinated people, the check-in app will basically be your freedom pass. For people who make the choice to not get vaccinated, no vax means no freedom pass. We're working with other governments now to get this technology ready, as well as making sure vaccinated people without access to apps or QR codes can still have a freedom pass. Take away those diamonds, I don't need those rocks. A second-hand car and a new pair of socks. I want liberty without conditions. We're live. Yes, we're live. We've got viewers. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Chasing the Zen, episode 23. From me, the man in the van in France, and Ben, the man in England. Good evening. Welcome to episode 23, everybody. Good evening, Ben. Fucking free. So, Good evening, John. How are you? I'm I'm well and and you, ever? Well, I've I've been really bad all day health wise, but uh, like I said, uh, we spoke beforehand. But we we thought it was gallstones last time this happened to me, the exact same thing. But uh, after ultrasound scans, it wasn't gallstones. So your guess is as good as mine. But I'm on a load of painkillers, um, and uh, now now I'm feeling junked up. So I'm okay. Excellent. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that you're uh, full of drugs and ready to persist. I have water tonight, John. So, so tonight, oh, wine of the week. Tonight, the wine of the week is. Let me see if I can. Uh, it's a Bordeaux Sauvignon. A Bordeaux, a Bordeaux Sauvignon. Uh, it's called the La Grande Lycée. La Grande which, Lycée. In, which in, in English looks like La Grande Lice. <laughs> ah, fair enough, fair enough. So you're drinking you're drinking French lice. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's a cheeky little so, uh, 20 from the coop. No. Yes. You good, may have heard Good of evening, Jesse. The co-op. Yes. But here it's the coop. There's no hyphen. No, it's just a coop. Yeah. Just le coop. Le coop. Le coop. I am opening He's opening the, the wine, everybody. He's opening, opening the wine. And, and and as you can see, this thing's this is something you don't often see in uh, uh, the the good old UK these days. Nearly cork. every nearly every bottle of wine comes with a cork. Yes, um, a proper cork made of cork, not plastic. You know. Jesse says a drink sounds good. Well, John is going to enjoy one tonight. Um, I, I, in fact, I imagine John will enjoy several portions of that bottle. Tonight. I think I'll probably but finish the bottle. <laughs> I think John will probably finish the bottle as we, uh, as we dive into the fuckery of this these past few days. It's cabinet <laughs> reshuffle day, John. Yes, yes. <laughs> Nadine Zahawi, John, is now the education minister. Yeah, there's a. Is that a promotion? Uh, I, I believe so, because wasn't the position of vaccines minister created? Yeah. Um, and, and let's face it, the job can actually be done within the remit of the health secretary. And it always was able to, to be. I think it was more of a, um, what was it, the Brexit secretary, for example, was just yeah. sort of a creation that was not needed in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, yeah, so oh, he's run off. He's he's gone to refrigerate the wine, I bet. But um, I mean, yeah, 
It's not as if it's not as if I have to go to another room. I just need to like. I mean, if I was if I was sitting on the other side of the seat, I could actually just stretch across and put it in the fridge without getting up. But you are back in the van now. Yes. And uh, 11th. Will you be joining me in the Paris region on the 13th of October, John? Yes, I don't see why not. Oh, so I'm going to bring the entire studio with me um, so that we can just jack in and set up and broadcast directly from the studio. Um, so I, I have a bucket. I have a giant bucket. It's the other side of the table that the entire studio packs down to. Yeah. And then that, that will come with me and it will come in the car. Yes, Jesse, me and John will be together. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. If 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 I can find a way to release myself from the country, we me and John will be will be together in France. So the cabinet reshuffle. What else yes. happens? Um I'm Kevin sure. Williamson get the bombs rushed. Oh, yeah. Well yeah, he got sacked and fucking Nadim Sahawi got put in his place. Yeah. You know, the man that wants to stick all of our children in schools is now in charge of all of our children in schools. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit fucking uh, suspicious, that, isn't it? You, you couldn't make this shit up, could you? Absolutely not, John. Absolutely not. It's it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts that, that we are... We are looking at this sort of thing and we're thinking, yeah, as a country, yeah, that's fine. Oh, Nadine, fucking nutty Nazi Nadine Dorries, you know, the ex-mental health minister now. Oh, she the one now, that keeps eating pish. Yeah, yeah, she's now, she's now the culture secretary, John. <laughs> she's now the culture secretary. Nazi Nadine, I've called her throughout all of yeah. this. Nazi Nadine. And, um, you know, she, 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 she doesn't just tweet pish, mate. She stood up <laughs> in Parliament and said there was no such thing as herd immunity. And she's supposed to be know, a health know, minister. Well, you know what? But you know what? She probably wasn't that far wrong the way they've done it. Oh God! Don't don't let's 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 not let's let's not. No. I, I'm just. Well, we could we could let let's let's let's. Well, you've got it, you've got something to say. No, I th I think we covered it last time. But if 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 what the virologists you know are saying is correct, one you don't you don't vaccinate in a pandemic because you create variants and you create breakout viruses. Okay. Because yeah. you're putting the virus under extreme pressure. Because a normal yeah. a normal virus will eventually run its course. It'll become more transmissible and a lot less virulent, and it'll just run its course and die out as people That's get exactly what happens. Yeah, yeah, which is generally what happens. Probably what happened in Sweden. Okay. Yeah, so what happened in Sweden is what's happening in India. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've got India on my list. <laughs> so, so it's like it's like we're connected. It's like we're connected. So anyway, so that's fine. But no, we vaccinated in a pandemic. Well, we mass vaccinated in pandemic. Yeah. Uh, let, let's, and, let's be honest. And right? we vaccinated, but we didn't really vaccinate. What we did is we have targeted one specific area of a virus. Which has about that, four parts that you could got to gain immunity to. Yeah, that's that specific spike protein 
which could change in any kind of variant. And these these antibodies that have been produced by this yeah. by your own body being hijacked by this treatment, these antibodies are very specific to just that. Now, if a yeah. variant comes along and it doesn't have that part, these antibodies won't look at it. And the other thing is, these antibodies are so strong and big and tough, they bully all the other antibodies out of the way. Yes. And bang, they just let it in. Yes. And that's why no one who's vaccinated has held immunity. No, it goes a long way to explaining what is happening as well and why the government aren't releasing figures of anybody that's passed away within 28 days and calling them a jab death. Because as we saw, I don't know if you saw the article from the Daily Expose this morning, people will call them a dubious source, but their source for the article is actually ONS. And the ONS say that over 30,000 people have now passed away within 21 days of having uh, one of their jabs. And therefore... Would you not, if if we were being fair, would we well, not? And, and are they calling that a COVID death? Not, not no, a no. They should. Well, it all depends whether or not they've tested positive, doesn't it? Right. But even if they've tested positive within twenty eight days, they could call it a COVID death. Certainly. Yeah, but but right? even right, but but by their own have, metric. Okay, but if you have the vaccine, right? Yeah. And you die from the vaccine within fourteen days. You're classified as a COVID death and not a vaccine death. Because you're classified as unvaccinated. Exactly. Did you see my angry... Did you see my show last night, John? No, I did right. not. I did not. I was... Right, so we watched yesterday's press conference. We watched it all in full. And um, I'm going to segue off your point. I'm going to go back into the points I was making last night. right? And I put out a bit of a tweet thread afterwards as well in that they showed us these big graphs, right, where you see a big blue spike or the big orange or, or big blue, right? I've seen your tweets. But they would yeah. say, yeah. right, so unvaccinated right up here, deaths and hospitalizations, and yeah. vaccinated right down here, right? But then we dig into the context and what we, what we discover. And in fact, an NHS vaccinator of over 30 years' experience um, – was speaking to me in my private chat last night and confirmed what I what I suspected uh-huh. in that what they are calling unvaccinated is actually anyone who's had no doses, anyone who's had one dose, yep. and anybody within their first fortnight after their second dose, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Versus two doses as one metric. And then they're saying, look at this graph. Two doses, well, post 14 days, two doses right down here. Everyone else up here. And then they're just saying vaccinated, unvaccinated. And it's just yep. not right. Because I'll give you an example. Um, okay. I, I have, right, so my, my wife has one jab, right? Everybody knows this. And, um, well, if you didn't know this because you haven't been on the shows, but most people know this. My, my wife has one. She won't be getting yep. a second. Yeah. She has, you know, in her NHS app because... She has it to manage her prescription. So in her NHS app, she has one single QR code, one single QR code. Mm-hmm. And atop that QR code, it reads the words vaccinated against COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And I, I imagine absolutely every single person in the country who's been vaccinated once has that same thing or access to it. Right. So our NHS is telling people in writing 
that they are vaccinated and offering them an access QR code. But then our government is turning around and saying these people are not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So which one is true? Because I mean, one of those statements can be true. <laughs> no, not in politics. Many well, things can be true and false at the same time. Well, this quantum, is it. It's a quantum political field. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I put out, I actually put out a screenshot of my wife's QR code earlier on. Yeah. Right? To prove my point. Yeah. And my point is that they, they read the words they do. vaccinated against COVID-19. And that's for anyone who's had a single jab. Mm-hmm. So, if, yeah. like I say, if that's the case, yeah. then, then, then surely the real world says that they must be treated as vaccinated. And therefore, when a government, when a, when a government we're supposed to trust, John, puts out statistics and data... They should be included in the vaccinated category. They should be, but they won't be. But they won't be because yeah. so, the only way they get a big, big spike is yeah. from... And I mean, what also other people don't seem to understand is 90% of the deaths this year happened prior to the end of February, before yeah. there was a mass vaccination rollout. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So most of the people well, that would have died... Could we just say days... 90% of the deaths occurred in the... Seasonal respiratory virus window. <laughs> yes, they did. Yes, they did. They, 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 they occurred within the regular seasonal respiratory virus window, and I would actually say that they didn't show anything um, out of the ordinary. No, there was. One, no. I mean, well, two po- two points. One, the CDC are reporting yep. that most people that have an issue with the vaccine are turning up at hospital within seventy two hours. Within said yes, so I've heard so that if you they're all going down as unvaccinated. So yeah, and, and with the brain clots, for example, with the yeah. brain clots from from AZ, uh, no, what I'm understanding they're, they're, is they're just they're rare. They only they can they can occur in anyone, but very rarely, you know, and nothing to do with the vaccine. But what I'm understanding is they mainly happen within the first dose, mm-hmm. right? And they're happening, so the headaches onset between one and four days afterwards. Yeah. Um, and and within that window, so around about 72 hours, probably on average, like you'd say, and within that window, they're gonna go downhill, they're gonna go downhill fast, and they're they're likely they're likely pass away, uh, mm-hmm. as has been happening, uh, you know, just to name Lisa Shaw, just to name her. Mm-hmm. Um, ex BBC yeah. presenter. There was another BBC presenter, there was. was his name Dominic. Something or other. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. Can't remember exactly, but yeah, there was another one. Yeah, there's a male BBC presenter yeah. who died after a short illness of the brain. Um, I, I, but 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 like you say, I, I, a lot of these things seem to be happening within the first doses because the body's going nope, 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 and they're happening within. 72 hours 96 hours max and and then we've got mortality i mean we've also seen over the last 24 48 hours james melville um, he has mentioned james yes go ahead you 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 fellow scotsman you go right oh, ahead yes i mean he he um he's tweeted that he's developed myocarditis as part of the vaccine rollout and um, and yes. people have been jumping on his timeline and saying that it's a nonsense because he'd reported last year 
that he had been hospitalised for a brief period with a heart issue. Um, yes. but, but he did explain that as an irregular heartbeat and uh, a low blood pressure at the time, which would not doesn't really point to myocarditis. But, but um, and you know what, I I I have been personally, I have been in my past hospitalised with uh, an irregular heartbeat and low blood low blood pressure. I had to be ambulanced out when me and my wife were uh, flat sitting my aunt's place. Right, I had to be ambulanced out to a hospital of a place that I didn't live because I had an irregular heartbeat and low blood pressure. What I did not have was myocarditis. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But he has that now, and he'll have that for the rest of his life. It, well, and 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 as we know, unfortunately, it has a 30 to 50% mortality rate within five years of diagnosis. Actually, I think the figure is 65%. But that's even worse, John. Yes, it is even worse. That's I know. even worse. Good. But, yeah, but, that's where we are. But, 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 but you, then, you, talked, you talked about being ambulanced out when you yes. had it. You had yes. your issue. So, yes, it was years ago. Yeah, yeah. But nowadays, you'd have to wait how long for an ambulance? Uh, roughly five hours, from what I'm understanding. Yeah, between between five and eleven hours. Yeah, which is yeah. you know that's that's a difference. That that's more than the difference of life and death for many people. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to say something. I just, and, and, I do want to say something. That's, you know, just to stress the point, that's for an emergency. Yeah. You're waiting between five and 11 hours for an yeah. emergency. I think that if you say you're having a stroke or a heart attack, they try and prioritize it. But, yes, I mean, have we not heard over the last, you know, 40, 50 years, you have a golden hour? Well, you know, yes, some- Absolutely when something like this occurs, and if you don't get treatment within that golden hour, you're likely to be really badly affected permanently. Absolutely. I so, mean, I, so, I, I will say this. I, I just want I just want to say something before we move on about James specifically, okay? So mm-hmm. from what I understand, he has had one dose of Pfizer, right? Um, I was trying to find the brand. I didn't know what one it was. Well, Pfizer is the only one really reportedly causing myocarditis, so we have to we have to go there. Right. Okay. right. So he's had presumably one dose of Pfizer. Um, there have been many, many, many reports now, many reports the world over of the Pfizer vaccine being directly linked to cases of myocarditis. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think is more likely? He has he may have he may have had a previous heart condition, which it's exasperated. And yeah. Right. So that that's that's absolutely a possibility. Yes. Um, we're not we're not doctors, by the way. We're just we're just musing here, really. But I, I don't think it's a stretch, right? To all the people that are jumping down his throat. I don't think it's a stretch to think that the thing that's been causing myocarditis the world over has at least some role to play in his diagnosis of myocarditis. I, I think um, the, the I, possibility, yeah. I, 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 I think on the balance of probabilities mm-hmm. and the timing, I yeah, think, yeah, I, I, I think the balance of probabilities tells me it is likely to have been at least, at least a part to play in it. A contributory factor, shall we say? A major contributory factor. But, um, yeah, I think that would be fair. Um, 
I don't see any reason why um, anyone would argue with that, really, unless they were uh, died in the wool. You know, this vaccine's brilliant and it's not causing any problems. Yeah, so Dark Spy asks, do you guys know if one can travel if exempt from the vaccine? Um, that is well, not you something... You can travel, you, you just need to get a test. Yeah, so you can get out of this country. No, nobody's stopping you from leaving this country with, without yeah, a vaccine. You can get back in if you're a British citizen. Yeah, of course you can. They're not gonna they're not gonna deny you entrance anyway. They can't. Well, you say um, that you say that, but Australia does that citizens. Yeah, but when I'm, I'm right, tell you what, I'll, I'll, Boris Johnson for all his faults, and he has many, he is not Scott Morrison. I'll give him that. Not yet. And he and so far he's not Daniel fucking Andrews. <laughs> yeah, or or Jacinda Hardon. Just uh, hello, John. <laughs> Have you missed me? <laughs> desperately, darling. Desperately. I've missed you too, John. Remember, everything I say is the truth. Yeah, she reminds me of a horse I once owned. <laughs> right. I'm going to play something down the phone. Try not to lose your shit. Okay. This is Daniel Andrews, MP. Our businesses stay open. But workers who aren't vaccinated won't be at work in a lockout. So if you want your business to stay open during an outbreak, make sure your workers are vaccinated. To help make this new policy work once you reach the next phase, we are working on upgrading the territory checking app so that can be linked to your vaccination certificate. That will help venues ensure that only vaccinated people are entering their premises during a lockdown or lockout situation. And I'll make this point. Businesses and venues will have the right to choose entry to unvaccinated people, whether or not there is an outbreak. So, for example, if organisations like AFLNT decide that all players and spectators at all footy games in the future must be vaccinated, that is their right, and we will back them in to enforce their right. So I'll say it again and again. If you want your life to continue close to normal, get your jab. For vaccinated people, the check-in app will basically be your freedom pass. For people who make the choice to not get vaccinated, no vax means no freedom pass. We're working with other governments now to get this technology ready, as well as making sure vaccinated people without access to apps or QR codes can still have a freedom pass. And I want to thank the Prime Minister for his government's financial and technical support to help get this up and running. Could they, they couldn't make it any more obvious, could they? Daniel Andrews MP, everybody. Daniel yeah. Andrews MP. Um, they, could, they could not make it any more obvious. You know, you are living and they a could there could not be any more perverse of a misnomer than the term freedom pass. <laughs> yes, indeed. It is so perverse. It is. It's an oxymoron. <laughs> it absolutely is. Like, to get your freedom pass, you must submit all of your rights. And your rights will remain the property of the state all the while you have a pass. And we reserve the right to switch it off for any reason at any point. Yep. I, 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 how, how has this been allowed to happen, John? I, I, I really don't know. How, after going on TV and saying that if you want your life to continue as normal or as close to normal as possible, then get your jab. How, having, how's he... having said that, we did see the beaches the other day and the Australians just do tend to be going, fuck you, I'm going to the beach. <laughs> 
I'm going to throw it all shrimp at the Barbie. <laughs> Give right. me an <laughs> he said, we've been working with other governments to get this technology ready. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know what's coming now. At 10 p.m. tonight, yes. British summer time, there will be a live TV announcement from Boris Johnson, Scott Morrison, and Joe Biden. But that's from what that I time. Yeah, well, I know it is. But from what I understand, this, this, this announcement will be about the sharing of technology, John. Yeah, I heard that. Although I, I, my understanding is it's more towards um, the sharing of uh, military technology, communications, nuclear powers, and all tyranny. That. Yeah, it's tyranny. tyranny. Yeah, it is. It's it's tyranny. So it's, it's another. I I did say I did say that if you can, and and I think I said this way back when we started these. Um, in fact, I might not even have been on our. Our podcast right. might have been on Chasing Liberty, but I remember saying that if you can, do not, if you can avoid it, live in a Five Eyes country. Yeah, I, I, you did say that. You, you, I, I do remember you saying that, but it's not going to be the Five Eyes anymore. It's going to be the Three Eyes, possibly yes, the Four. The three. Yeah. Possibly the Four, if Japan decides to join as well. They're umming and ahhing at the situation. Yeah. Um, so it's, it is, it is a tyranny. What we are living in is a tyranny. Uh, the idea that we have any form of freedom anywhere anymore is, is a myth. Okay. And the idea of a freedom pass cements that myth. Yeah. Um, we've seen but the I government. Don't, I don't know why Canada and New Zealand have been excluded from this because I thought they were well down the path of complete and utter dictatorial tyranny. Well, yes, they are, but I, I also believe that we're going to war. I believe we're going to war with China. Yeah, that's um, not going to be pretty. And Jacinda Hardon, you know, she might as well be sleeping with Xi Jinping. Um, so, mm -hmm. so should Scott Morrison. To be fair, Dan oh, Andrews. Well, especially. Yeah, see that Australia's right in bed with China as well. Yeah, well, they are having a bit of an argument at the moment, aren't they, over over trade and things like that. So there yeah. is that, but they are they are they are jabbing backwards and forwards. Maybe they don't actually like each other very much. We, but but, but Canada, Canada is full of Chinese people. But but I mean, we've, all, we've all you, we've all withdrawn our militaries. Yeah, we've you know all withdrawn our militaries uh, from Afghan. Yeah, we need somewhere no, to I invade do. next. No. Do you know that big um, city on the west coast of um, Canada? What's it called? Uh, what? You know the big one just above Seattle. What's that Canadian city called? Oh, is it is it just across the river from New York? No, no, it's on the on the west oh, coast of Canada. On the west coast. Oh, I'm not just sure. Just above Seattle. Not sure. Starts with a V. Well, it it it's, it normally starts with a V. Vancouver. Right. You know uh, Vancouver. The, you know what the locals call it. What? Homecouver. <laughs> I thought Vancouver was over the river from New York. No, no. Vancouver's on the west coast of Canada, mate. Oh, okay. Well, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not up with my North American yeah. uh, yeah, York, geography. New York State is um, it, it, it's uh, Montreal and and uh, Toronto. It's over that side. Fair That's enough. But anyway, so the locals call it Vancouver. I went there once. I landed in the plane at night, and on the bus to the ski resort. I thought we'd landed in Hong Kong. 
<laughs> Everything was in Chinese as we're traveling through Vancouver. It was absolutely Fair incredible. Enough. Yeah, well, just Justin Trudeau, um, he's he's probably going to win his election uh, by the skin of <laughs> his teeth. Well, who's supplying the um, who's supplying the the software? This is it. I, I don't think there should be any software when it comes to votes. It should be hand count with vote vote with vote yeah, watchers, and it, it should, should be everywhere. Be. It should be. Um, but it's, it's a sad, sad state of affairs. I see and Uncle Joe's talk, talking about political leaders. Uncle Joe's not getting very good receptions for his good places these days, is he? Well, no. Didn't he get booed at the 9-11 memorial? Yeah, but he also there was a, there was his, his motorcade was going through somewhere and bloody hell, they're all out there with their Trump flags booing them. I, so. I find that amusing. I do. I find that amusing. But the thing is, he probably doesn't even remember who Donald Trump is. You know, and I, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that to take the piss because when no, we talk programs. about Joe Biden, it is it, it is fun to take the piss, but he's clearly being used. OK, he doesn't oh, know yeah. where he is half the time. He doesn't yeah. know yeah. where he is half the time. Guys out to lunch. I tweeted them. Um, I tweeted uh, a spit an image cartoon that used to be on when Ronald Reagan was the president called the president's brain is missing. I think it should be up there. Right. Well, yeah, well, 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 you know, starring Corn Pop. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Corn Pop was bad, dude. Was he, Joe? Come on, man. That's, that's Joe's answer to everything because he can't, you know, because he can't, he has not got the cognitive capacity, I think, to lead a country. And so his answer to everything is, then, come on, man. Then he does the, Creepy whispering into the mic. Hold on, hold on. I'm just gonna. <laughs> Can you smell it, Joe? Can you smell it? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the president's brain is missing indeed. Sorearm says, uh, <laughs> Where's Reagan's brain? That was so funny. <laughs> yeah, it was there. Right. Oh dear. Where right. were? I don't know. We've your list. Covered, we've covered the, the three eyes thing. That'll be yep. pronounced tonight. We've covered. Are we finished with the cabinet? Uh, well, like I say, it's it's just another shit show, horror show. It's going to be more of the same, isn't it? Oh, I see. I see. Pretty Patel is privileged. What kind of privilege would that be, Pretty, to to continue in the role of Home Secretary? So, shall we oh, see that? Shall we see that? Is that is that is that um, beam privilege? <laughs> I know Dominic Raab was demoted, wasn't he? Oh, was he? Um, Good. Well, He's a yeah, he was. He is now Deputy Prime Minister, but that's oh. a meaningless title. You know, that's the Nick Clegg title. Yeah, yeah, we make Nick Clegg de deputy prime minister, and he he pretends he's doing something. Yeah, you know? poor poor Nick. I suppose it's Do you like remember Nick Clegg? Um, yeah. Anybody in the chat that's a moderator, please ban that bot. I don't like a bot in my chat. Come on, get them out. Um, <laughs> what's going on here? Hold on, we're getting a pop up in front of us on the screen for everybody. I've got rid of it. They can see us again. Who dare pops up? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, moving on. What you got on your list, John? Right. India. 
Yes. Right. So, India has a population of what, 1.6 billion thereabouts? Yes. So it's a lot of people, a lot of people. Yes. Ripe, ripe for a vaccine, uh, sorry, ripe for a virus to, to rip through that country because they all live in, well, they don't all live in squalor, but let's face it, a country that, that practices open defecation um, yes. has, has a lot of slums, has very poor yes. sanitary conditions, so they've not got a lot going for them when it comes to trying to, you know, stop a, vi a virus running through the country. Um, so, and they've only managed to vaccinate 13% of the country. 13%, one free. That, that's true. Yeah, 13%. And yet they only had like 284 people die every week or is that daily? But I think I think it was I think at one point they were trying to say it was ten to thousands or something like that. Yeah. But then isn't it something like twenty six, twenty eight thousand people a day or more than that die in India? Yeah, um, yeah. So normal. we once again, once again, we have to put things into perspective because the size of the population is so fucking huge. Yeah. Um, that that we, well, let's we see, let's say we've got three hundred a day dying from or with COVID. With, right? yeah. Yeah, that's nothing. That's nothing. Well, well like I say, it's, it's over 20,000 people a day that die in that country. I'm pretty sure it's around that number. Yeah. Um, it could be even more. And of course, it's nothing. And if you look at their bell curve, it's done exactly what every bell curve of every respiratory pandemic does and goes up and over and yep. comes right back down. And it's now through the floor. Mm -hmm. And um, that is because that's what respiratory viruses do. And they, that's nothing to do with vaccines. Nope, it's not. It's what respiratory viruses do. And if we'd actually listened to the real medical medical and scientific professionals in the beginning, the ones that were silenced, and they were silenced, they were bullied out of their jobs, they were bullied out of their positions, they, yep. were, they, they were censored by social media platforms. But if we had listened to them and we'd just ridden, ridden the bell curve, ridden the wave, so to speak, right? And unfortunately, that does mean death, but there's no way to avoid death, right? I, I, I don't mean to sound dispassionate, and I don't mean to sound heartless. I'm a disabled person, for fuck's sake, who's got a chronic condition breaking down every joint and muscle in my body. Right? I will die. I will die painfully, and I will die sooner than most, right? Um, and, and I accept that. If, if a respiratory virus wants to kick me in the ass and kill me on the way through and I put myself in a situation where I caught that respiratory virus, well, that's on me and that's on nobody else. It's it's definitely not on everybody else in the room. And it was definitely not on me throughout any of this to demand that anybody, quote unquote, protect me by giving up their life, giving up their social life, giving up their job. OK, Um I, I'm I'm really I'm I'm really sorry, like I say, to sound so almost heartless in this, but as someone who has been used, I have been held up by our government. I have been held up by the blue hearts on Twitter uh, as an excuse for doing this to everybody. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of being used as an excuse. Nobody asked me. Nobody asked any of the other disabled people I know because we'd have all said the same fucking thing. And uh, nobody asked all the elderly either. Do you think, John, do you think elderly people wanted to be locked away and uh, die alone in care homes? No, no. I can see your head shaking. Uh, do you think... Um, my grandmother lives on an over 50s community, right? Um, they, they, it's not, it's not a retirement home or anything of the sort. They all just sort of live together in an over 50s only community, and 
they all used to go out together um, mm -hmm. for a meal once a month. And they just wanted to do that. They just wanted to go to bingo. Mm -hmm. They just wanted to use, you know, yeah. use to the love, time of life that they had left. To live normally, like one does, like one yeah. generally should. Yeah. Dark Spy says, it's all your fault, Ben. Fancy spreading the coup around a McDonald's. You should all have been wearing face nappies to keep everyone safe. What were you thinking? <laughs> what were you thinking? Well, I was, I was pretty much thinking that um, that, uh, that mass didn't work at all. <laughs> and and I, I've been I've been educated this week because I, I put that, you know, I could show you 26, um, 26 R RTC studies that show that masks don't work at all and and now, over 40. now 47 yeah they're over 40 yes. and they always were over 40 yeah so and they've they... and they've been and they've been conducted over the last four decades it's fucking mm -hmm. comprehensive john oh yeah I, I mean anyone who thinks a mask makes any difference is a fucking idiot a great well, idiot uh, Lisa asks, what do all your nan and friends think about another booster bin? Well, I can tell you that my 76-year-old grandmother, who has been double-backed with Pfizer, um, in fact, she was on the phone to us this afternoon. And uh, her. so there is one person on, on their community that's completely paranoid, right? And it's yeah. just one. And it just happens to be the one that my nan goes shopping with twice a week, right? <laughs> and this... Of course this, so. Of course this, so. This, this woman wears wears a mask everywhere. And um, my nan, for the last few weeks, was wearing one in the car with her just to placate her fears. Yeah? yeah. yeah. My nan's a 76-year-old, you know, and she says it's, you know, it's to show courtesy. She's always justified it. She's always said it's to show courtesy to her uh, and her fears. And she went, you know what? She's on the phone earlier. She, you know what? I said, Sorry, Diane, but fuck your fears. Today, <laughs> she's had enough, right? Yeah. And she said, "She said I'm double vaxxed. I, I, you know, I'm as protected." As I'm, I'm double vaxxed. Be. You're double vaxxed. Why the fuck are this, we sat in the car wearing the mask? This is what she said. She said, "You know, we're as protected as we're gonna be." It, 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 you know, she she's a believer in the in the, the vaccines will work. Yeah, which, but I. I said to her earlier in the year when she got her second, I said, when they offer you the third, please don't take it, right? Yeah. And Joe, she said to me, I'm not taking a third one. Because two was the deal. Yeah. Two yeah. was the deal. And, um, you know, she's absolutely disgusted by the idea of treatment passports and vaccine passports. You know, because she doesn't own a smartphone. She's never owned a smartphone. She doesn't want to own a smartphone. She's 76 years old, right? And she just, once again, she just wants to go to the restaurant, yeah. turn up, yeah. uh, have her meal, or go to the bingo, turn up, play her game, and go home. She doesn't want to have to... She's uh, The one other thing she's really sick of, uh, she, she keeps telling me she's sick to death of, is having to fucking book everywhere. Even though restrictions have lifted, most places are still asking you book around here anyway yeah most places are just not allowing you to walk in unless it's a weatherspoons or something or a mcdonald's or a kfc you know um most places so things, are things you know, really aren't back to normal are they 
No, they're not. And uh, but but the thing is, I think people have been so demoralized, so pushed down, so depressed. They don't even know they've been depressed for a lot of it. Um, that they will they will cling to anything and think it's normal. I think they've forgotten what normal was. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I really do. I think you're right. I mean, I, think, I mean, it's been that long. It's been that long. It's crazy. And I think that was that was planned all along. That was yeah, planned all along, I think, I think you're right. So I mean, um, maybe speaking. Oh, sorry. Carry on. I was, I was going to say maybe there was a noble intention at the beginning. I. I I will never know. You will never know. We will never know. Okay. But even if we gave them that benefit of the doubt, which I'm not doing, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. But even if there was a noble intention at the beginning, you can't say there's one now. You couldn't. And and anybody that thinks this is about protection from a respiratory virus has lost their fucking minds at this point. Yeah. Yeah. You were saying? Uh, an update on the past sanitaire since we brought it up there yes i i think i might know what you're going to say do you do you right so things are um things are are ramping up here in some respects and cooling down in others right so i was in i was in getting a coffee and uh, at the supermarket there's a bistro beside it and i thought i'll grab a couple of takeaway coffees for my good lady and myself so I walk. I'm I'm allowed to walk in. I'm allowed to stand at the counter. I'm allowed to You're order. Allowed to get coffee. Yeah, I'm allowed. I'm allowed to order two coffees and chat to the staff <laughs> while they make them and say bonjour to everyone else who's standing there, sitting or uh, sitting, drinking their their coffee and eating their dinner. So that's not a problem. I don't need a pass sanitaire for that. Mm. Um, and she gives me the coffees, and as I'm as I'm just about to go, two people come in and walk through and sit at a table. Because that's normal in France. You just go and sit at a table, and then you know somebody will come and move you if you've done it wrong or or, uh, yeah. or, or come and serve you. And she shouts across to them, you know, two hours past sanitaire. And they went, we. Oui. And she went, c'est bon, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody showed anything. <laughs> they just <Nope>. said, we. Oui. <laughs> oui. So it's oui. getting to the point they're starting to pay lip service to it. So our friends were at a chateau the other day on the way back from a trip to Bordeaux, and they stopped at a chateau to do some wine tasting. And the woman said, I have to ask, do you have a pass sanitaire? But I'm only asking. <laughs> so she wasn't interested if they had one or not. So the French are now starting to do the the lip service thing which is uh, good from that point of view. But well, there is a very, very bad. bad thing. But also bad, because what they do is they just ignore it. But they are now extending it to 12-year-olds. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I know. Once they start vaccinating them at the end of September. Yeah. But um, so, see what so happens. Are, see what happens. And uh, there is obviously... Um, so if I can clear the border... All right. Well, there's more. There's more on the past sanitaire. Oh, go right. ahead. So um, 30% of the healthcare workers in a hospital haven't taken it, right? I'm aware. And the hospital is basically cancelling operations because there's no staff to do them, right? Yes. So, so you have the hospital staff cancelling or, 
cancelling operation, operations. The hospital staff that haven't been vaccinated being locked out of the hospital. We've now yes. got firemen and nurses lying down in the road outside Lying the down, yep, I've seen that. <laughs> and now we have the police have started the GoFundMe campaign because they're being yes. forced to take the vaccine. <laughs> Isn't that in Australia? The you police in Australia have done that. No, this is in France as well. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. <laughs> uh, so, so it's like, there are... who who's going to treat it? Well, I mean, if a cop's been a bully boy and drinking, not letting you go into a hospital, who's going to treat your family and your kids when all the health workers are locked out? Question. With the past sanitaire. Yeah. So there are three ways to get it, right? The three ways. Yeah. First one is you need to have both jabs. Yep. Second one is you need to test negative. Yeah. And the third La one is so it only lasts for 72 hours if you test negative. And the third one is natural immunity from a um positive test, yes. No, natural immunity or a, a positive antigen antibody test within three months of having had COVID. Is it for, I thought it was six months. No, it's three. So you get three months for a positive test. No, you you it lasts for six months, but you've got to have had COVID within three months. But I mean, let's face it, I could have had COVID at any point in the last. Could three you months. not? Could you not just go and tell your doctor you've got a positive lateral flow test? It's not a lateral flow test. It's got to be an antibody test. Well, oh, you've got to have an antibody test. Yeah, but I was, I was researching this, and apparently you can get them for as little as 10 euros in the pharmacy. I can, I can get them for 12 quid here. Yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to go into the pharmacy, and I'm going to ask for an antibody test and see what happens. I, I, I was, I was going to say to you, um, if, if we do meet up, on on the thirteenth, are you going to try and get a pass sanitaire? Um, no, no. Okay. Well, I don't need to try because I've already got one. <laughs> Have you really, John? Yeah, yeah. But my name's not John. It's Barry. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, there's, I can, I can, I can show one if I really, if I really have to. <laughs> so we were gonna, uh, we we were having a little conversation about the system. Well, earlier having said on, that, we? having said that, sir, I've never used it because I am completely against the whole principle, and I'm trying to stick to I my principles as long as I can. Absolutely right, and I absolutely agree with that. Um, I absolutely agree with that. Um, but if you want to travel, I would say if you can, then you've got to game the system, right? Yeah. Well, it, it's it's it depends where you're traveling from because if you're yeah. traveling within, if you're traveling within Europe and you're not flying, right? Nobody's nobody's asking you for anything. There's no there's still no real borders. There's still no real borders. I can drive to Spain and nobody's stopping me, you know? So if it comes down to it, right, and, and this is a conversation I think we all need to have with ourselves, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, eventually 
if if it comes down to it and the cogs roll on and on, yeah. do you live outside the system or do you fuck the system from within and uh, do it by your own rules? I've always liked fucking it from within. I mean, I, I'm I'm just a troublemaker. That's what I yeah, do. Me you too. Know? That that's 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 what I I do. And and um, I, I'm a tr- I'm I'm a troublemaker. I always have been. I mean, if, if you, you, the reason we have these conversations is because you saw my videos of me causing shit at test centers, and you were like, "I want to talk yeah. to that guy." Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm a troublemaker, and absolutely, you've got to burn these systems down from within. Hopefully, these systems don't become permanent, and hopefully, we can do all we can to overturn them. But if the cogs do roll on, then we've got to have a plan B, and plan B, in my eyes, is to absolutely fucking yeah, it's to fuck their system from within. Yeah, swamp it with shit as well. Absolutely swamp it with shit. Yeah, you swamp it with shit. Get as many people, get as many people as you can with, you know, dubious past sanitaires or vaccine passports. There is, right, so the swamp it. You know the reality of the situation is there is going to be one hell of a black market for these things. Yeah. There is going to be one hell of a black market. Well, there there already has been in France. I mean, there was the French clinics were doing them. the French clinics in Paris were doing pass sanitaires for 250 euros. So they were just giving you two doses on your file? Yeah, yeah they would, you would go in, you would pay 250 euros, and they'd give you two doses on your file, load it into the French healthcare system, and there you go, you got your pass sanitaire. And the thing like is, France, France is, is, is wide open for that because it's a semi-private healthcare system. Well, yeah, and, and the thing is, whilst whilst we don't encourage or condone such behavior on our show we also won't condemn it because it's quite funny yeah it's quite funny yeah it is quite funny like 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 it, when even the, the gps are fucking the system from within yeah. you know the system you you know and it's supposed to be a health related system you know the system is rotten mm-hmm. yeah i mean when we've got when we've got doctors and nurses lying down in, in roads in front of hospitals you yeah. know the system is rotten. Remember, right? So there, there's a consultation now been opened in this country, okay? There is uh, uh, by the government. It opened yesterday. And it's a consultation as to whether we demand mandatory flu and COVID vaccinations <laughs> for all frontline NHS workers. right? And we already know what the answer is going to be, despite the fact that there will probably be absolute uh, public backlash to it, they'll never show us the results of, of the. Um, oh, it'll be well. Right, the, the flu, the flu vaccine has been readily available for a number of years. Okay, and you know there are some years I have had it. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I've, 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 I've I've never had it, but the flu vaccine's been available for a number of years, and its eff- efficacy has been variable to say the least. It's shit. The Let's 2018, be honest, it's, it's shit. The 2018 one, and, and this is the UK government's own figures, for adults, the efficacy of the 2018 flu vaccine was 12%. Now, yeah. 12% is of no consequence when your chance of catching the flu is something like 0.04% anyway. That's just yeah. catching it. That's not even being ill from it. That's just catching it. And of that 0.04%, about 0.1% will die 
within the respiratory yeah. season. If yeah. we've got a particularly oh. bad respiratory season, 0.3, 0.4. So there's no point. There's, in, in real terms, people don't understand relative risk, but there's there's next to no relative risk from have, from not having a flu vaccine. Okay. Well, no, like I say, most years I don't have it. Uh, yeah. Some years, some years I have had it. Last year I was fucking. I was like, no, 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 no. The flu vaccination for NHS frontline staff and care workers is strongly encouraged. Okay. Yes, it is. It's strongly encouraged. It's not mandatory, but it's strongly encouraged. And you know what the uptake is normally? Pardon me, among it's, NHS it's, workers. It's about it's about thirty to forty percent, from what I understand. The best, I think, the best you'll get is about fifty percent. Okay. Last year it was high, but that was because they really pushed it. Yeah. Um. You know, I saw I saw letters. I saw I saw letters being sent uh, within hospitals. I had copies of letters that I put out last year that were essentially bullying staff into getting vaccinated against flu. So, um, if you're getting a fifty percent take up from a vaccine that's been tested and proven and took its time to get to market and doesn't really have that many adverse reactions against it, right? No. What kind of uptake are you going to get from a vaccine that doctors and nurses know are causing shit because they're treating the people? Yeah. And, and, this is, and this is what the is issue, it? 60, isn't it? 65, 66 percent of all the people in hospital just now that have COVID 66 or 65 percent of them are double jabbed yeah yeah it's 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 true and i mean it's so misleading the figures they put out the government put out because they include it from january and we know that the majority of the deaths happened between that january and february period when there was no real mass vaccination program in play um but and that's how they've managed to manipulate these figures so disgustingly um (laughs) That's crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. They don't even do it well because the information's all there. And it's on their own websites. I agree with you, but it's crazy how they go on TV. But how to how can they go on TV and with a straight face go, look at look at look at these graphs, look at these graphs, oh look at these graphs, big numbers, scary. Because these people these people are not professionals. What they are are actors. And well, bad they actors, must be. But they are bad actors at that. And I don't mean bad as in not good at acting. I mean they are bad actors. I.e. they are acting not for your benefit. Well, when 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 Chris Whitty is standing there and and trying to give context to these graphs. And he's just lying through his fucking teeth. And we can prove it. And that's why I'm so comfortable saying this on these shows. Because um, if Chris Whitty were to ever take someone like me, or me even, and I've dared him to many times on live stream, uh, to a court of law because of calling him a liar, I can prove wholeheartedly that he is a liar. And and we can prove him bang to right to liar. And I will go even further. And I will say this. Yesterday... He walked in that Downing Street briefing room knowing long before he did that he was going to lie through his fucking teeth to the nation using statistics, which he knew were, were, yeah, all of the statistics are right, but the way that he bundles and groups them together create a false narrative that he knew to be a false narrative 
when he fucking did it. Mm-hmm. There are lies. I hope that made sense. And lies and statistics. Isn't there literally a book called How to Lie with Statistics? Yeah. I believe there is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's I, on I, Bill Gates' bookshelf. Of course it is. It's probably on all of their fucking bookshelves. It, that's because that's all they are doing. Um, Dark Spy says, I've noticed that every time Sajid Javid is lying, he looks down, does it every time. Once you have seen it, you will see it every time. It's always like a tick. Here's a tip for the skinny son, Taran. Right? <laughs> Don't play poker. <laughs> Simon says two things. First of all, he said, nice one, Baza, to you having a pass sanitaire. Um, <laughs> And secondly, he says, Ben, if people didn't watch the news, you would never know there was a pandemic, which is no. true. Well, there isn't ambulances galore. Never was a pandemic. Well, this is it. Why do you think I've got written on the back of my, my Descent Media t-shirts, hashtag where are all the sick Shut people? The dead people. Right? Well, no, it was the sick people because obviously yeah, what I, I was know. doing at the beginning of was was going around these fucking test centers looking for them yeah. in what was supposed to be a fucking winter peak of a respiratory season. Uh, you know, I I turned up to the for the fucking Hastings test center on Christmas Eve wearing a Christmas hat and my COVID nineteen eighty four fucking yeah. high vis, and I was like, there was one family there. There was one family there on Christmas Eve and none of them had symptoms. They were standing around laughing, joking, happy as Larry. They didn't have coughs. They didn't have, they, they were clearly fine. They were clearly getting their fucking test done to placate granny. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when I arrived at the van tonight, it was round about eight o'clock and it was still 24 degrees. That bodes well. If it stays like that when I come over, I'm coming over in shorts. <laughs> I I was just I was just mentioning to the wife the other day when we were talking about our former life in Scotland, and I said, you know what? Since April, I have worn absolutely nothing but shorts and t-shirts. Yep, that's 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 living in that's living on the continent for you, John. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't worn long trousers since April. It's like being back at school. (laughs) Speaking of school, um, uh, we know now that here in the UK, they're going to start the treatment of 12 to 15-year-olds, and they're doing it through the schools. Uh, I believe it starts from the 22nd of September. This this does not bode well. This does not sit easily with me at all. It doesn't sit easily with me at all. But what what sits even worse with me, as Sauron mentioned in the chat earlier on, is that in the United States, Pfizer have um, asked for approval to jab six months plus. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they've already submitted the data on the 5 to 11-year-olds. Yep. So that's already through. The data for that is already through to the FDA. So they'll be debating that. And now they're now they're looking to start sticking six to six to five year olds. So did you know? Um, and this is this is a verified this is a verified statistic. That teenage boys are four ah, to six four more times. likely, <laughs> four to six times more likely to develop and be hospitalised with myocarditis from the Pfizer vaccine than they are to be hospitalised from COVID nineteen. Yes, it's on my list. Yep. It's a, well, well, then we've segued into that well, haven't we, Joe? Haven't we just? 
So yeah, yeah. I mean, there is no, there is no risk benefit ratio there at all that needs to be looked at. You just do not vaccinate them. Simple as that. I, I I don't see why they would. Um, and we know here in the United Kingdom, our Joint Committee on Vaccinations and Immunizations, the JCVI, were actually the first vaccination, I guess, ministry in the world to stand up and say, nah, there's no medical need for that. We don't recommend that. Yep. And so and they 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 paid lip service, I think, right? So with the JCVI. The things that have happened over the last sort of three or four weeks there are um, they're, they're concerning because just before they made the announcement, two members, two senior members of the JTVI yeah. resigned. Yeah. Um, and then they made this statement. And in this statement, they made they made a claim. They said um, that there, there, there is a slight health benefit over the risk, but not enough to recommend it. And I think they never showed any evidence to to back up the idea of a slight health benefit, and I think they actually did that to placate the government uh, because from what we yeah, from what we've been told, what there we've been told, but there, there is none. But but the JCVI themselves and members are coming out still and saying there was severe political pressure mm-hmm. on them to approve it. Political pressure from people who have no idea what they're talking about, right? Yeah. Um, and, and still, under the strain of the political pressure, we saw two high-level resignations, but yeah. they still turned around, right? You have to give credit where credit is due, because they still said no. However, there's, there's two things in here. First of all, did they do it to absolve themselves of guilt, if anything goes wrong, mm-hmm. because they knew that they would be overruled regardless? Um, so they can they can now their their hands are clean, so to speak. The, if if anything goes wrong in the in the younger in the younger age group, well, they can say, uh, well, we said no. Yeah. And B, I've completely forgotten B, but A is enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah so- there, there's just there is no benefit. No benefit no. whatsoever in vaccine. No, there isn't, uh, and the only the only perceived benefit that adults could have against it is is that they create a wall against old people, and as we know, they don't reduce contraction and transmission, so that can't even be true. No, there's there's no benefit whatsoever. There is no perceived benefit, or there's no there might be a perceived benefit, but there's no actual benefit in in vaccinating kids. There is no scientific evidence to say that they should be vaccinated. And anyone who says there is, is a liar. Adam Adam says, a few months ago, Ben was thinking that we could start covering other types of stories on the show, but this keeps going on and on and on and on. (laughs) I'd love to cover other types of stories. Me too, man. Me too. And then Lisa in the chat, she says, I was told yesterday that they have been told to be on alert in six weeks' time. Who's that? I just hope my grandkids are strong enough to refuse. Uh, maybe the hospitals, I'm not sure. But uh, th- th- did you have plan B on your list? Uh, plan B? No, right. No, but I did see a tweet about plan A and plan B. Mm. Tell me about plan B. So plan B is 
it's past sanitaire, really. It's France territory. Um, for if if winter surge occurs, right? But should there I say will be a winter surge? Of course there were. Of course there will. Of course. So no, I, I, I have taken a screenshot of my tweet from I think the twelfth of September. Okay, mm-hmm. and I'll put this one in the red book. Right. I have right. I have stated there will be a vaccine passport in the UK before the year is out. I agree. I agree. There already is one. Right? There already is one. There's an official one that anyone can get that has yeah. been. Yeah, but they're vaccine only I think, vaccine yeah, passports. I think there will be mandatory vaccine passports to do certain things before the end of the year. Not I voluntary think, ones, mandatories. I think by the end of uh, by the end of October, I think by the end of October there will be. Yeah, but I, I gave myself some leeway. I said by the end of the year. Yeah, so uh, we, we've we've actually got a, a Butlins break books at the end of November. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could be saying goodbye to that, John. Yeah, I think you might. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think we could be saying goodbye to that. Um. The wife won't get her second. Um. I I will maybe find a way to game the system yeah. for everyone. Right. Call me stupid if you wish, right? Mm-hmm. But but explain this to me. Yeah. So it, it's it's looking pretty conclusive, isn't it? That the AstraZeneca vaccine gives clots. It's like, yeah, but it's a really bad reaction, right? Really, and 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 I'll say it really causes clots, but that seems to be its worst reaction. Yeah, yes, right. And then the Pfizer one really, really uh, causes myocarditis. Yeah, yes, but predominantly among young people, not elderly. Yes, uh, hold on, I must interject there, because Simon says you are not stupid, Baza. <laughs> Thank you. Right. So, so, but the AstraZeneca vaccine can't be given to young people in the UK. Here in this, here in this country, no under 40s. Right, no under 40s. So, what vaccine do they get? Um, well, the, the under 40s get... Predominantly. They get the Pfizer. Yeah. Which causes what in young people? Myocarditis. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 are there dots here to be joined up? <laughs> Johnson and Johnson also appears to cause clots. Yeah. But Johnson and Johnson and Johnson, whilst approved, I don't think has been rolled out here yet, or at least it's not on map. Johnson and Johnson. I mean, <laughs> this is this is a company that gave you cancer-causing baby <laughs> talk. I think anybody that wants Johnson and Johnson is uh, is is going for it because of the idea that it's a one and done, right? <laughs> yeah. Then, okay. Or is it one and dead? <laughs> it could well be. Um, could well be, uh, and the other one that's kind of on the rise here as well. They they're giving out um, they're giving out the Moderna quite a lot in this country as really? well. I thought yeah. Moderna kind of died a death. I mean, I no, mean, no, I, no, 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 no. So in all that mocking it. So no, the Moderna is still still going here, uh, and and in fact, me and my GP were speaking yesterday, and from what I understand. 
AstraZeneca is now being phased out completely from this country. Um, he told me there's actually basically nowhere you can get it anymore. Um, he said there's a few small sites that are carrying it. But what seems to be happening is because uh, the inventor doesn't want it used for the boosters, the government has said, fuck your vaccine. They're going to boost everybody with AstraZeneca with Pfizer. So if you didn't get a clot, you're going to get Pfizer to give you myocarditis. Oh, yeah, you're getting a bit of both. You're getting a bit of both. If you, if you, when you go for your booster, if you've had AstraZeneca, they are giving you Pfizer, according to my GP. So uh, that, I can only, I can only tell on. you what I've been told. AstraZeneca is the Oxford vaccine. Oh, yeah, but the Oxford people don't want it used in a booster program they say is unnecessary. Right, okay. So, the, the, you know, once again, you have to give credit where credit is due to some of these people because she's turned around, the woman who invented the, the Oxford vaccine, and said, right, uh, well, I no don't think there's no point in a booster program. Yeah. Oh, my God, she's going to be, she's going to go the same way as Carrie Mur Mullis. Yeah, she's, uh, she's going to be uh, disappeared. Um, but but that's like, like uh, Shalini says, it's pick and mix. So, yeah. So I can only, like I say, I can only tell you what, tell you what I've been told by an NHS GP, and that's AstraZeneca is basically non-existent here anymore, um, and that it's oh, going to be a pick and mix time. I do love this. It's tremendous, isn't it? Well, it's it is. Well, like, I was going to say, like, oh, why have I got tiny, teeny, teeny? He's a borrower. He's a borrower. Why, Anybody why listening does... to this on the audio, John shrunk really, really small. He's like a borrower. It's like going to Woolworths and picking your vaccine out the well, you you won't probably remember Woolworths for the picking. I now. used to fucking love Woolworths. <laughs> Come on, make me big. Make me big. Make me big, please. <laughs> <laughs> fucking useless thing. <laughs> Although the quality on that camera is much better than the MacBook's built in camera, which I had last week. Or I'm last fucking... week. What, the quality on this camera? No, the quality but on I'm... my Logitech is much better. Ah, the, the Logitech quality is much better than the built-in MacBook one. Oh, yeah, I agree. And, I mean, I I, I, I won't use my built-in one because it's shit. Um, despite the fact that my computer cost £1,000, my built-in camera is shit. Um, well, the computer itself is fucking amazing. I mean... Where I've got the touchpad, instead of having like a regular touchpad, it's got yeah. a 1080p screen that I could use as a second screen. Yeah. Um, and then, so I'm actually rocking technically free screens right now, which is always handy. Um, I could have a teeny tiny OBS down in the touchpad so that I can run the show that way. That's but cool. I, yeah. but I won't do that because uh, my fucking eyesight is shit. And uh, the only reason I don't have my glasses on is because they look. Shit. <laughs> Simon says, Ben, would your NHS sources come on the show? Right. So let's talk about my NHS sources for a minute. Okay. I have to be very careful with what I say because I like to, uh, as a responsible journalist, I am going to protect my source, but uh, sources plural. But what I will say is, I have met NHS executives within their own offices in NHS hospitals. I have been walked through NHS sites. I have been walked through to places where uh, boxes and boxes and boxes of tests are stacked within hospitals, more than one, right? I have been fed 
real time NHS data. Yeah, I have been fed. Um, I've I have put loads of this out. I have put loads of information out from these sources over the course of last year. Uh, Lisa, that one uh, that you asked is, did, did she ever leave the NHS? Yes, she has left the NHS. Um, it's a complicated situation at the moment, but that's that's all I will say. But hopefully that person will properly whistleblow at some point. So let's talk about bringing them on the show. Well, their fears are that they will lose absolutely everything. More than one of them has children. They've got kids to feed, right? Um, and also the fear is they're a lone voice in a big world. So if one NHS executive comes and sits on my show, who's going to believe them? That's, that's, that's the line of thinking that they get. But the data they feed me is good. The information they feed me is good. I mean, I put out a text message from a chief example last year. So there was a front page um, of a hospital with overwhelmed ambulances, right? Yeah. And I, I got sent a text message from the chief executive of that trust, confirmed the phone number and everything, and it came from my source who I know was good, saying that was a stock photo that had been used on the front of the newspaper, and it was the chief executive's own words. And I put that out. You know, my information is good, but these people, they're scared. This, you know, like I said earlier on in the, in the, in the, in the tweet thread about this, this yeah. government has ruled by fear and it's fear from every angle, because as we know, doctors that speak out lose everything and they do. But this is where the government, this is where the government are probably going down the wrong route now. Because as soon as they start making vaccines mandatory for people who know that there is an, a, an element of risk in taking them, right? Yes. They then have to balance how much is my job worth compared to my life. This is this is an absolute good point. And um I know that that these people will at least in their own words will walk if they do it to them. And in fact, Natasha, who is a regular in our chat, she's a, she's an NHS employee. I won't say where she works, but she's an NHS employee. And uh, I believe if they try and make her do it, she will walk too. Do you know, you know? Um, yeah. And if we get a massive walkout on mass, then we might be in a position to start bringing people on the show because at that point, at that point, is when you might have a load of them clubbed together and you, you know... Um, they are no longer a lone voice. Exactly. Uh, Philip in the chat says, I wish all of you people would come to Texas. We need good people to counteract the demos from California. We will come. I will pay my own way. Just I can't. Can I, I can't stay? afford it. How can I stay? Philip, DM me. <laughs> <laughs> at Jaipo on Twitter. I will come. J-A-I-P-O at J-A-I-P-O on Twitter. Yes, I, I, believe me, if I could, believe me, Philip, if I could pack up my wife and kids and move our lives there and our dog and four cats, of course, because she wouldn't go without them. Um, and I have, I have weapons experience. <laughs> yes, you, you're, you're an ex-firearms officer, we, we are aware. <laughs> 
he says we have a governor that just passed an open carry law. You good men are all welcome. Yes. <laughs> I mean that does sound good. That that does good. That does sound good to me. It really does. Yeah. That sounds fucking brilliant. And uh, thank you for watching us all the way from Texas, Philip. I, I must yeah, say. Thank you indeed. Yeah. yeah, thank you for joining us. He says it is normal here, no masks unless you want to. People yeah. shake hands, restaurants are wide open, yeah. bars, no problems, no mandates of any kind. Uh Simon asks, Ben, what's well, it's a question for John. Uh what is your latest update on whether or not you are staying in France? Well, at the moment, we're going to ride it out. You know, um, <clears throat> things are things are starting to settle down and they're not quite as... They're becoming less... Uh, let, let's just say the French are taking less and less cognizance of the restrictions while yes. the, the protests are ramping up and becoming... Oh, they are. They're becoming more and more demanding of the government. So... I think we'll we'll ride it out and see what happens because you know it's it, it's not much different from the UK other than this stupid you can't go into a restaurant stroke bar. Yeah. So that's that's where we are just now and, and they are fighting back against it. And some bars, some bars are just not doing it, some towns are not doing it, um and you know, some are. So We'll see how it goes, but I think I think I think France is a battleground. I think if France falls, the world falls, because yeah, I, you know, I originally I I originally thought it was Australia, but I think Australia have just gone fucking batshit. They've oh yeah, gone batshit. Yeah, Australia's a lost cause. It's um, not, so f- and and they've not even they didn't even give Australia the chance. They've just kind of they've just kind of hammered them from the word go, um, yeah. but but France 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 is the most vaccine resistant country in Europe, yeah, and probably the one that does the most protests. You know the French will protest over the oh French yeah the renaming a cheese. You know you you just the, the fucking you, French like to decapitate a leader every now and yeah, again. They, they don't like they don't like change, and they don't no, like they being told don't. what to do. So Philip um, says, I have family in Canada and they are losing their minds. I am so yeah. scared for them and also you good people. Um, yeah, no, I, I feel yeah, fucking I've terrible. I've got family in Canada family as well. Canada. Yeah. Uh, well, well, well like, like we were sort of, let's, let's segue back Canada, a bit. Wait, hold on. What's going on with Canada? Because Canada, Canada will let Americans into Canada. But America won't yeah. let Canadians into America. Yeah, but America's barely letting fucking anyone in. Yeah, what's all that about? Um, well, it's, well, yeah, Joe Biden's fucking nuts. But you can, <laughs> but you can go to Mexico, <laughs> have a day for two weeks, and then go into America. <laughs> yeah, isn't that what Katie Hopkins just did? Because she's yeah, in well, America now. Yeah, she's in Florida, I think. Yeah. Yeah, she's 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 on a tour. Yeah. Um, so anyway, let's let's go back. And and if, if I had some advice for your family, because Canada is about to go absolutely fucking nuts, right? Justin Trudeau is basically Dan Andrews. He's he's mm-hmm. doing the whole proper freedom passing, and it's your family. Um, my as advice he, is, as as he the bastard son of Fidel Castro. That's the kind of conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> 
It is a conspiracy theory, but, absolutely. But there's a fair chance his mother did have a, a liaison with Fidel. Yeah, she probably did. Because apparently she was a slut, and she was there <laughs> at the right time. Right, well, anyhow... Um, so I did say apparently. I did say apparently. <laughs> my, my advice for your family in Canada is as follows. Um, it's... Is exactly what we were talking about earlier. It's it's just saying no, right? But if it's too much to handle, then you wanna they they want to start looking for creative ways, creative ways to get themselves around things. Mm-hmm. Um, I will not risk saying anything more than that, but it's time for people to get creative. And to make these systems blow holes in them so wide that they're completely unworkable. And and let's there are there is a precedent in Canada in Alberta. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy took them to court and asked them to produce evidence of the isolated COVID nineteen vaccine that, yeah. based that they'd based their legislation on, and they were unable to do so. And he was he got off his fine. And uh, Alberta really doesn't have that much in the way of restrictions at the moment anymore, does it? I don't believe so. Right. So there is one. There's actually one more topic I think we can talk about tonight. Well, I've got uh, one, if you've got anything on your, uh, I've got one thing left on my list, which is Denmark. Denmark. Okay. I was. I, I wasn't thinking Denmark. I was thinking New York. But we can start in Denmark and then we can go to New York. Yeah. So that's Denmark. Just dropped the vaccine. Re- passport requirement for nightclubs so now that's dropped so now internally in Denmark there are no restrictions 100% restriction free and I believe they are also going to drop them for travel next month are they that that's excellent Denmark can be a bolt hole Yes, Denmark can be a bolt hole and Denmark is somewhere I've always wanted to live so if they continue like that Denmark, Denmark could be a very. Denmark has a very high happiness ratio. Yeah, very high taxes, but very high happiness. Yes, but also Denmark has the highest incidence of antidepressant drug use. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. <laughs> uh, going back to Canada, you would, think it, you would think it would be Scotland, but no, it's Denmark. <laughs> so going back to Canada for a minute, because Philip responded in the chat here. Says I understand, but you have no idea how many Karens walk and breathe the same air in Canada as normal oh, yeah. people. Yeah. My family has always been rebels. We will be on the front lines. You know, the thing is, when you when when I say get creative and get around things, you just don't fucking tell the Karens, right? So if you manage to get yourself a quote unquote passport and you're in Canada and you you know you've got it of your own volition, so to speak, right? Yeah. When you're using it, when you're using it because you've got no other choice. And the Karens are using it because they've got no other choice. But you know that you've gone down a different road to the Karens to get your... You can have a little giggle to yourself. Because you, like I said, with these systems, I think the way to bring them down is to blow holes in them so wide. To blow holes in them so wide that they are completely unworkable. And, uh, John, I think it can be done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it can. I think it can be done. And I yeah. think it can be done. I think there'll be ways. 
Yeah, but what does mean? Oh yeah, because because as an as an autistic person myself, right? We we like we we like to coin a term on some of the internet message boards: weaponized autism. Okay. Yeah. And that means when we obsess on something, we obsess on something. Yeah. And if if I want to blow a hole in that system, I, I will. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and that's all I'm going to say right now because I can't really say much more. But um, yeah, weaponized autism is a thing. I am part of it, and uh, it can be very handy. <laughs> so is that the title? Weaponized autism. <laughs> weaponized autism. That's me. <laughs> oh, <dear>. Right, New <laughs> York. Tell me about New York. So New York has just banned the vaccine mandate. Oh, don't don't tell me it's a big city, but that's not really important right now. <laughs> but they have they have a district judge has banned the vaccine mandate, calling it unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I would imagine it would be. Yeah. Yes, so, it is unconstitutional. Uh, it's a definitely. Uh, well, we obviously the state will appeal and it will go to a higher court and hopefully it will find its way to the Supreme Court, who, if they've got any sense left in them, they are stacked Republican at the moment. But if they've got any sense left in them, they will they will rule that the vaccine mandates are completely unlawful, purely because of the First Amendment, which is freedom of religion and um freedom of religion states well that's it's, it is the freedom of religion i believe that's caused the ban of uh of the mandate because people have said that it's down the line of fetal cells and uh, as christians we don't want this and um the the courts have had no choice but to say yeah yeah we get it okay because there are five freedoms i believe in the first amendment it's freedom of speech mm-hmm. freedom of assembly Freedom of religion, freedom yeah. of the press. There's one more. What's the other one? Don't know. Don't I've got four out of. What about Philip? I got Does Philip. No. I was going to say there's Philip. No, but I got four out of five, and I don't even live in the country, so I'm quite that's happy pretty, with that. Yeah, that's pretty good. But um, so the, the obviously the right to bear arms is a Second Amendment. Um, yeah. It's the Second the, Amendment. The, the right to bear arms and form an armed militia to keep the federal yes. government in check. That's what it is. It's not just the right to yes. bear arms. It's to form an armed militia. Yes, so the Second Amendment is, is yeah. It's a, and I've always heard the term the second protects the first, and I kind of understand that, you know, because without the, the second keeps the government in check so that they can't infringe upon the first. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and, and and it was it was a massive red flag whenever you see things happening in the UK that take your guns away, like you like yeah, Dumbl- you know, yeah, absolutely. Nineteen ninety six. Yeah, Dumbledore might have been a horrible thing, whether it happened or it not, and I'm not going down that route. But um, but it took your handguns away, right? It did. You know, because what many people don't know. What many people don't know is we had the right to handguns in this country until 1996 here in the United yeah. Kingdom. Yeah. And and uh, in 1996, uh, due to um, campaigning of the Dumblane parents, I believe, um, 
and, and once again, we will we will say Dunblane was a terrible terrible thing, um, and uh, it, it, I won't go down any rabbit holes. Right? Yeah. It should never. It was a terrible thing. It should never have happened. But then once again, something has been used to infringe upon the rights of everyone. Yep. And that's what's happened here. It's you know, mm-hmm. we have we have to we have to look. It's like nine eleven and airport security, right? Which they told us was temporary, yeah. uh, and it only got worse. Um, yeah. Philip says they fear free men with guns. Adolf feared free men with guns. Free men yeah. with guns will save this world again. Well, this is it. Free, you know, this and that's is why it. places places like Switzerland, which are obsessively neutral, but. You never hear any problems in Switzerland because everyone's got a fucking gun. Well, this is it. And, and, and if, they, they, if you're of fighting age, you have to have a weapon because they don't really have a standing army. They rely upon the citizens to come out and be the army if anything happens. And and you, uh, you, you, you also understand that in New Zealand, they had many of their guns taken away after that, that horrific yeah. live stream terror attack right and uh, now, it just seems a little bit what happened in Norway remember they had the thing in Norway where the guy went nuts on the island and killed all those kids oh, did they take the gun away or did they leave them I'd, I'm not sure if that I'm worked not sure. I don't know if that worked or not because that was obviously an attempt to take away guns yeah so Philip says a well armed society is a polite society mm-hmm. yeah uh, Anders Brevik, that was his name, Adam, the guy in Norway. You are That's correct. Right. Yeah, it was. So. I was like, is, I was thinking his name is Anders, but I didn't want to say Tegnell. No, um, no, no, no. He's a good guy. Say, <laughs> I was going to say, Anders Tegnell's a fucking hero. <laughs> yeah. He really is. Yeah. Although, although he is quoted at one point as saying, I would probably have done the same as everyone else, but constitutionally, I was unable to do so. I don't care if he, whether or not he said it. He didn't get to do it, and what he's done has obviously borne fruit. And and Japan you know? was the Japan were on the same boat. Constitutionally, Japan cannot apply lockdowns. Yeah, but they they sort of did, didn't they? They called them state of emergencies. No, they, um, but they they didn't lock people in their houses. Have you ever watched uh, they, Corbett? Yeah, they didn't watch pe- lock people in their houses, but they did close major things like like Tokyo Disneyland and and places yeah, okay. like that. Okay, but but they didn't they, they didn't do they didn't do the draconian lockdowns that we've done everywhere else. No, they didn't. They absolutely People still didn't. were out and still shopping and all the shopping malls were open and things like that. I mean I remember James Corbett going round Tokyo with his camera in the middle of every, we were locked down in Scotland, everybody else was locked down the rest of the world and he was wandering around a Tokyo street and there were people all over the place. No masks. Yeah. I, I do remember that happening as well. Yeah. I do remember that happening. Um, so Simon's just asked a very, very, you know, contentious and interesting question. Very much contentious to contentious. the quote-unquote unqu- quote Twitter freedom movement. It's very contentious, this question. Um, is uh, anyone know what happened to Simon Dolan? He was very anti-lockdown. Um, the answer is... He just sort of vanished. Yeah, he just disappeared after the court case, didn't he? Yeah, so he he raised about a quarter of a million pound, I believe, or somewhere around that, two hundred twenty thousand pounds or something like that. Um, 
And I believe, but I can't confirm that it all went into legal funds. But I, think, I believe... To be honest, most of it probably would have. Because yeah. he, he did go to court a couple of times. He he went to court. He had like full two day hearings and stuff like that, right? So we have to we have to look 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 at that, and we also have to look at how expensive a barrister, a team of barristers is. Yeah. It's very expensive. Um, lots of people will say he took the money and run. Um, others will say he just stopped because he couldn't do any more. Um, the the honest answer is I don't know, and um. Like the only person I guess that we could get an answer out of would be Francis Hall. Um, other than that, I, I just I don't know. Yeah, I mean, um, I'll, I'll be honest. If I'd been him, I wouldn't have disappeared. I'd have kept buying. No. Him. Well, he got banned from Twitter, didn't he? Well, yeah, he did though. I suppose. But he but he still had the Keep Britain Free account, which was his as well. Oh right, okay. Um, but but then he said, right. Well, we found out he he was supposed to be active on Gab, and so we go over to Gab, and he's not really active there either. Yeah, you know, it it, it does feel like he's just sort of fallen off the face of the earth. Yeah, and and people started calling him out because his airline. He owns an airline called Jota yeah. Airline. Right. And it does it does ship a lot of PPE equipment. <laughs> First of all, it shipped a lot of PPE equipment, and it told its cabin crew and passengers that they had to wear masks. Yeah, yeah. So he turned around, and he his his excuse for that was because the government were mandating it, and it was he it was not his choice, which once again could technically be true, um, but. Even if that were the case, I would have I would have pushed on the message, but you can self declare yeah. exemption. A government a government mandate isn't a law. No, and he lives he he lives in your neck of the woods, John. He lives in France. Yeah, yeah. So, so does uh, Andrew Neil, who's, yeah, Andrew. who's resigned from GB News. <laughs> that was actually something I wanted to talk about, John. He's a fucking tit. Andrew Neil, who did two weeks, uh, roughly two weeks on GB two News. Um, so basically, he came over here for a holiday, yeah. did his show while he was on a holiday, went home and was like, oh, I don't want to... I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I don't want to go back. Fuck London. I like the south of France. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah, I, I get it, but you know, GB News is a fucking non-event. It's a non-event. It, it really is. Uh, and, it didn't. And get... I'll be honest. I'll be honest, and I'm not going to say I told you so, but I fucking told you so. From it's becoming to- I it's, said this is literally... a, this is going to be another MSN. And but it's literally talk radio TV. They're pulling yeah. all of talk radio's presenters over one by one, and yeah. all they do is interview one another. Like they do on talk radio. Yeah, but it's not... Um, the thing is, it's not even controversial. The only fucking decent guy on it is the Coast guy who's going to play oh, me yeah. in a, a movie He's when they brilliant. make a movie about us. Yeah. <laughs> what are they going to call the movie, John? Chasing Descent. <laughs> 
Well, and it's just going to be, it's literally going to be the fake Skype classroom with Neil <laughs> Oliver in one seat. Uh, who yeah. the fuck? Tom, Cru- Tom Cruise in the other. <laughs> <laughs> would you really, would you really have Tom Cruise play you? That's fuck no. no. Fuck no. no. If I was going to have someone play me, it'd be Johnny Depp. I'd be like, come on, Johnny. You can, I should you can actually, do me. I mean, look at me. I should probably have picked George Clooney. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Definitely. You you are a dead ringer for George, John. You are absolutely You know I like you know I like I I like watching Formula One, right? Yes. You know I hate Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, we all hate Hamilton. Yeah. Oh my, my my god, somebody tweeted something, he was wearing something ridiculous the other day and, and somebody What's said new there? Could you please explain this? Because he was wearing what appeared to be a suit with half a wedding dress hanging off the... Yeah, I saw that shit. And somebody said, could you explain... Please explain what's going on. And I said, and and I'm I'm not terribly proud of it, but I said, he's so far up his own arse, he has fucked himself stupid. (laughs) I don't think you're wrong, really. But anyway, I was watching the Formula One on Sunday and Vin Diesel was on the grid. Oh, was he really? Yes, he was. Vin Diesel in Italy was on the grid at the Mons Grand Prix. And it was actually fucking brilliant because he never wore a mask. All these other arseholes were all masked up. Right, and Vin Diesel is prancing about on the grid in the fucking direct, you know, the race director's box and waving the flags and everything. And he never wore a mask once. It was good a man. To behold, that's good. Oh, thank you very much, Simon. Simon says special mention to Ben and John for doing what they do and keeping people sane in an insane world. Keep it up, guys. History will remember you as the good guys. Why? Thank you. Yes, why? Thank you. I, I'm, I'm, I, 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 will, I will take that being remembered as one of the good guys in history because that's all I fucking tried to do. <laughs> Better to get down as a good guy than a bad guy. Well, well, this is it. I mean, but I must have done. The, the thing is, you've got to remember, we've got to fucking win because history is written by the winners and not the losers. History is written. Yep. Yeah. Well, we've got to we've got to win by any means necessary at this point, John. Yeah, yeah. And that's from e- that's from either outside or inside their their systems, Your right? System. Yeah. Their their game, our rules. Yep. Yep. <laughs> People need to remember that their game, our rules. Oh right. Anything else to cover? I think it's time to whore ourselves out for a couple of minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> would you like to go first John oh okay if you would like to support me and allow me to buy food for myself and my children and my wife then please drop me a a, a donation at uh, buymeacoffee.com forward slash jipo that's j-a-i-p-o thank you oh you and... can also you can also see me on ChasingLiberty.life, where you can pick up any one of these podcasts and any of the Chasing Liberty ones, and also um, the new one that we'll be launching on Monday with Latimer Alder called Chasing, Chasing, sorry, not Chasing, called Climate Shots, and 
clearing the fog. So there's two new podcasts appearing there. Do all of that. ChasingLiberty.life is where you can find John, and you can find yep. links to his donation pages there as well. Um, yep. If you would like to support me and what I do here at Descent Media, and once again, I am completely funded right now by donations, and that includes the bills. Um, you can you can do so either at buymeacoffee.com forward slash descent, D-I-S-S-E-N-T. That's buymeacoffee.com forward slash descent. Or the other way is we have reactivated the Patreon. So we are now available uh, to support on Patreon for a monthly donation from as little as £2.50 a month at patreon.com forward slash descent media. That's uh, patreon.com forward slash descent media. And anybody who is in the five pound or above tier will get a monthly exclusive show that is not anything to do with any of this. It'll be something fun, like a film review or something like that in my cynical style. It won't, it won't be you playing the guitar, will it? Shall I do the Shall I do the lockdown song, John? Oh, you know what, Ben? What? Yes, you can. But you know what you've got to do? What? You're gonna have to learn the Chasing Liberty song for 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 our live show. So you want me to bring the guitar to France? Well, would you not? <laughs> when Boris Johnson addressed the nation. <laughs> He said, you must stay home. <laughs> Lockdown cower in fear for three weeks, which became a hell of a fucking lot more than the <laughs> And I said, fuck you, Boris. Shove your lockdown up your asshole. Fuck you, Boris. You can shove your lockdown up your asshole. When honest people, we rise together. Jab it. <laughs> it's time to go. And I said, Fuck you, jab it. You can shove your lockdown up your asshole. Fuck you, witty. Shove your luck down up your
Fuck you, Valance. Fuck you, Ferguson. Fuck you, Jonathan Van Tam. Fuck you, Nadine Dorries. Fuck you, Robert Peston. Fuck you, BBC. Fuck the fucking lot of you. Shove your pseudoscience up your Thank you, Ben. Thank you, John. And you know that was that was a good night. Cheers, mate. I've really it's picked me up a bit. Thank you. Uh, uh, that's that's a fun song. People like that one. Yeah. Yeah. People well, I like. That. It, I think it conveys the mood. Well, I've got people typing along the lyrics uh, in the in the chat because they all know it. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so so yeah, so thank 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 you, John, and and, and thank you for. Uh... <laughs> Shalini says my neighbours are covering their ears. <laughs> <laughs> Philip says standing ovation rocked, brother. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much. I, I'm going to write another one at some point. Uh, another another one that's that makes people laugh because whilst it's you know it's quite fucking it's, it's broaching quite a serious subject. I like to make people laugh, John. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I understand. I mean, well, hey, we like to try and make each other laugh, don't we? Well, yeah, and and it also helps that I can actually sing. Yes, you can. You're 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 a very good singer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can. Please don't ask me to sing ever. <laughs> no, no, because at one point I was a singer, John. So I can actually sing. No, so that helps. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, sometimes on my shows, I I just give them karaoke. I yeah. Just give them, that's all you know, because it, it makes them laugh, makes them smile, gives them gives them. Yeah. Because I try not to do everything doom and gloom. Because what what good are we doing to people's mental health? No, if well, just... that's the point in being all doom and gloom. But you know, you've got you've got to you've got to cover some of the points that come up because you know, I, and and let's face it, the world is shit at the moment. But it is. If you look at it as there is no escape, then why would you even bother trying? You know. So you've well, got this is it. You've got to keep fighting. Shalini says, "Oh, can we do that again, please? Soon, please. Love the karaoke." Um, and says, I love the song. It makes you feel better when you scream it loud. Oh, so the neighbours were covering their ears because you were screaming it loud. <laughs> Support. Soldier says, I stick my Bluetooth speaker out the window for the neighbours. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'll drink my water to that, Carl. I'll drink I finished my wine. That's it. The bottle is dead. The bottle is dead. So, it I, was only I a, it was only seven fifty tonight. Hence the shorter show. Uh, well, you say shorter show. We've been <laughs> yeah, out for well, two hours. Right. Yeah, we've done all right tonight. Yeah. So uh, once I think, again, I think uh, I'll be honest. I think I do better shows when I'm drinking. I just think it was a good show all round. I think it was a good fun. I think it was it, it, it was a good fun show. I don't care whether or not you're drinking. I just care that we have a good time. And uh, when we do it in person, I might drink. No. When we do, when we do it in person, I might drink. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to bring me a cheeky Sauvignon Blanc from Intermarché? No. Tequila shots. Fuck no. <laughs> I'll have. Right. I'm an. I. I'm a teetotaler. 
You haven't really drunk in years, right? I've always and if, kept you give, if you give me tequila shots, it won't be much of a show because I'll have one and I'll hit the fucking deck, John. <laughs> I'm only kidding, mate. Don't worry about it. And I would oh, I'm, just... get, I'm getting a new coffee machine tomorrow. Oh, you get, you get, you're getting a Dolce Gusto, John. No, I'm not. Oh, what are you getting? I'm getting a Nespresso Virtual System. Bye, John. <laughs> no, but those things are really expensive. No, no, they're not. Because it's um, it's ninety nine quid. Well, sorry, it's ninety nine euro, which is about what eighty eighty quid. Uh, at the moment, the at the moment the exchange rate is one euro six to a pound. Oh, is it? That's shocking. But that's okay. I'm buying it in euros. So anyway, I'm... I was going to say because I bought four hundred euros cash the other day, and fuck me, did it cost? Right, so um, it's uh, it's it was nineteen, it was on special. It's ninety nine euro, and you get fifty two, fifty two capsules with it, which isn't bad. No. Um, and I also bought a milk frother, a crops. So it's a crops machine, and it's a crops milk frother. So this for is a less, crops machine here that I'm patting yeah. with my, and yeah, they're good. They're good. Yeah, less than 150 euro, which isn't too bad. That's not too bad at all, really. Uh, yeah. This one cost me 35 pounds. Yeah, no, I know, I know that. But that was on half price at Tesco. To yeah, be I, I looked at the Dolce Gusto, and I think I, I did the research, and the Dolce Gusto looks good if you like a lot of the kind of speciality stuff. Yeah, but you can get the. Um, I've got some pods that you can put your own stuff in. Yeah, you can, but you can do that with all the systems, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the um, the one I really wanted was the Lavazza, the Lavazza yeah. de but I can't, I couldn't get one anywhere at a reasonable price. They're all like two hundred and fifty euro or something. That was crazy. Right. Uh, the other thing I want to say, what what we're asking for a little bit of support on is uh, something we're calling Operation Breakout. Um, uh, so if you are able to make any kind of donation towards Operation Breakout. Then, then uh, there will be there will be later in the year there will be a full explanation on what Operation Breakout is, and I can't really say much more than that. Yeah, um, but remember, remember, if you are donating to Operation Breakout, you have to split it because I have trouble <laughs> to go than <laughs> 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 Quite considerably further to go. <laughs> well, you say that I've got hundreds of miles to drive. Oh, I've got thousands of kilometres, mate. <laughs> you win. You win. <laughs> Remember, I'm in the southwest of France. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. No. I'm not in Paris. I'm, I'm like, I'm like a, I'm probably about what. Four or no, I'm a, I am at least a five or six hour drive from Paris. How much? How long? How long have we been discussing Operation Breakout? It must be a good couple of months now, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been a long time in the works in the background. <laughs> it really has. It has. Yeah, it has. Yeah. But we'll get there. We'll get there. We will get there. We will absolutely get there. Yeah. And the best part about Operation Breakout is 
You're not doing anything wrong. No, no, nothing wrong. No, 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 we're not. I can actually smile. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's something we've been, well, I especially have been working on in the background for a long, long time. And it's worked. That's all I can say. It's worked. And other people and other organisations have been involved to an extent, have known about what we are doing and how we are doing things. And I will stop talking about it now because I'm going to say too much. Yeah, best to do that. Everything, Everything we have done, I will say this, is completely fine. There's nothing wrong with what we've done. Absolutely. You do not need to worry. You do not need to worry. And with that... With that, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodnight from him. Right, I shall end end this call and then I shall sign off to the the audience. So thank you very much. Good night, everyone. Take care. You you click Ah. out and I'll stay on camera. Yep, remember, stay sane. Yes. Stay Stay sane. Good night. Good night. Take away those diamonds, I don't need those rocks A second-hand car and a new pair of socks I want liberty without conditions Roll up the carpet from the floor I don't want to be your prisoner no more I want liberty without conditions I want liberty Take away those drums, they're too loud Give me a guitar and I'll play to the crowd I want liberty without conditions Take away that job, I don't want to work I'll stay at home and play in the dirt I want liberty without conditions I want liberty on my conditions your line, I want liberty without conditions, work on the docks or down a hole, come out at night and pray for your soul, I want liberty without conditions, I want liberty on my conditions. those rocks, a second-hand car, and a new pair of socks, I want liberty with
Liberty on my conditions. 